When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to this video designed to answer the question, what is the inner child? I'm your host, Dr. Donnelly Snipes. In this video, we're going to learn what the inner, inner child is, how it's developed, we'll identify three ways the inner child often presents, and then we'll discuss symptoms of a wounded inner child and the benefits to healing and integrating your inner child. So let's start out at the beginning. The inner child is made up of memories and schema from your younger self that are stored in your subconscious. Every time you encounter something, you learn from it. Your brain registers that as a learning experience and it forms a little mental shortcut. So in the future, when you encounter similar situations, it anticipates how it probably should react. And that's what we call a schema. When you were a child, you encountered things and based on those experiences, you formed mental shortcuts of what to expect and how best to react to stay safe. When you were a child, if you were helped to feel safe and empowered, even in the face of trauma, you developed emotional intelligence. That is, you developed the ability to identify your emotions to tolerate the distress, to problem solve after or cope uh, after you got down into your wise mind in order to best handle the situation. This promoted healthy psychological development. It promoted the child's ability to feel in control so they didn't feel concerned that they were gonna be overwhelmed by their emotions as well as empowered to improve the next moment, empowered to address the problem. If the child had to develop its own survival skills because it didn't have a caregiver that was there to help it learn how to do all of these things, it impacted the child's ability to feel safe or trust others or even develop emotional intelligence. I mean, think about what it's like for a three, four, five, eight-year-old that encounters trauma, that encounters distress, and it doesn't even know really what this feeling is or how to deal with it. It's just all of a sudden it's being flooded with stress chemicals and it feels out of control. That's terrifying. So the child develops some skills in order to survive. Now, based on prior learning experiences, when the adult is exposed to stressors, its ability to identify and regulate its emotions 
is strongly associated with whether or not they felt safe as a child. Those who felt safe developed that emotional intelligence and are much more effective at using those skills to engage their wise mind, get out of the emotion-based, fear-based response, engage their wise mind, and figure out what is the best strategy to handle the situation to help me continue moving toward my rich and meaningful life. So they're operating from a fact and logic-based perspective. Those who did not feel safe didn't develop emotional intelligence because whenever they were stressed, whenever they started having that flood of stress chemicals, their reaction was to make it stop. However they needed to make it stop, make it stop because they were afraid they were going to be overwhelmed. Some people acted out, some people shut down. It just kind of depended on what worked for that child at that point in time. Unfortunately, that means they didn't have the benefit of learning how to develop their emotions, learning how to identify them and deal with them as they came up. So as adults, they continue to often feel unsafe and function in a fear-driven autopilot or a default mode. So often we see three presentations of the inner child. We have the unidentified and wounded inner child. This is the adult who regularly acts immaturely or impulsively, especially in response to stress, but they don't understand why. This is the adult who lashes out or who shuts down and just gives up or goes into a deep depression or has overwhelming anxiety and they just don't know where it's coming from. Then we have people who have identified their inner child and they're kind of aware it's there, but they ignore it. And these are the people who are all work and no play. These are the people who feel like they must be uber mature and uber responsible all the time. And they never, to, to coin a phrase, let their hair down. They never have moments of fun and spontaneity. And then you have the identified, healthy, and well-integrated inner child. And this is the person who, when they're sober, a lot of people, when they're under the influence, can tap into that inner child. But that's not what we're talking about. That's the um, ignored inner child that's just desperately trying to come out. The identified, healthy, integrated inner child comes out when a person still regularly taps into that innocent mindset when it's appropriate. I like to think that my inner child is relatively healthy and well integrated, but at 50 some odd years old, I still love blowing bubbles. I still love flying kites. I still will push off on a shopping cart in, in the parking lot and try to ride it down to my car. You know. I still love swinging on swings like I did when I was five. Now, do I do those things all the time? No. But is it completely unheard of to see me skipping down the hall at work? Well, no, it's not unheard of to see that either. Now, I don't do it when it's inappropriate. I don't do it on the way to a staff meeting. But you know, after hours or something, if we've had a particularly good day, I may get a little goofy. 
And that's what we're talking about, about with an identified, healthy, and well-integrated inner child. I tap into that side of me when it's appropriate and you know, sometimes when it wants to come out. The inner child likes to celebrate with you. So let's talk about meeting the inner child. Which inner child do you have? Are you able to tap into that inner five-year-old when it's appropriate and just have fun? If so, great, but do you do it? You know, the identified but ignored inner child, you know it's there. You know there are parts of you that love to go to the park or, you know, go snowboarding or whatever it is you love to do, but you never let that inner child out. So that gives you a clue that you might want to consider tapping into it nurturing that aspect of yourself or do you regularly act in in ways that are impulsive or immature especially under stress remember when the individual when the adult is under stress if they don't have tools to identify and cope with those emotions as they're coming up then the inner child may come out and go okay this worked for me in the past we need to you know, just make this go away. We need to get out of here because we don't know how to cope. Are you able to identify your feelings and effectively manage them? You may not behave impulsively or immaturely, but sometimes it may feel like your emotions come out of nowhere or you constantly feel icky or blah, but you don't know why. And icky and blah are not actually emotions. And that is an indication that maybe the person is not completely in touch with their their self. They may have not fully developed their emotional intelligence. If that didn't happen, there's a good chance that that inner child is not feeling completely safe either. Because as an adult, if you don't know how to make yourself feel better, then that inner child is back there going, hey, you just gonna let us sit here and suffer? What's going on? Are you able to accurately identify feelings in others and respond in a healthy and appropriate way? Sometimes that wounded inner child grew up in such a dysfunctional environment that they became hypervigilant or likewise they completely shut off their ability for empathy. Either way, they have difficulty interacting with others. They may be fine when they're alone, But when they interact with others, they have a whole lot more difficulty identifying others' feelings, others' reactions, and responding appropriately. So this could also indicate that because of prior traumas, because of a lack of the ability to, the the nurturance to develop emotional intelligence, that inner child may have had to develop their own skills and that's what the person still has to deal with because when they start feeling distress their executive control their higher order thinking kind of goes offline and that inner child takes over and they go into default emotion-based responding what are the benefits of the integrated healthy inner child well physically stress reduction If you can tap into that inner child, you can hear that inner child when it's saying, hey, this is bringing up bad memories for me, 
or, hey, I'm feeling bored, and you can respond appropriately, then your whole self is going to be more integrated. If you can hear that inner child when prior traumas are being triggered um, or when prior stressors come up, then you can better respond to it instead of just feeling distress or feeling worn down, but not knowing where it's coming from. Affectively, emotionally, your ability to tap into that childlike awe, wonder, curiosity, and just giddiness can really enhance your life. It adds depth to the types of emotions you're able to feel. And it also enables you to find happiness in the small things. Go to a park or hang out with a little kid for a while. They can find happiness in just about anything. They can find happiness in little ants that are crawling around or butterflies or worms. Um, that was my children um, and me, quite honestly. Or even making uh, images out of the big white fluffy clouds. Kids can find happiness in a lot of small things that as adults, we're too serious and we're too busy to pay attention to. But when we tap into that inner child, it liberates us for that period of time. Now, as I said, it's not always appropriate to have that inner child come out and play. Sometimes we have to tell them, you know, you can come out and play later. But it is important to be aware of those childlike impulses we have and nurture those so we don't become too, too serious. Cognitively, tapping into that inner child can allow us to see things with new eyes, not constrained by rules or logic. As adults and even older adolescents, we're taught what can and cannot happen, what must happen, what the rules are. A little kid doesn't know, know that necessarily. And they may say, well, why not? You know, if you say, well, humans can't fly, a little kid's going to say, why not? And now that may not be the best example, but you get the idea. Children are not constrained by what they've told can't happen. They can envision possibilities that sometimes as adults, we're just blocked from. And relationally, when you tap into that inner child, you have the ability to recognize it and bring it out in others. You have the ability to recognize when they have a wounded inner child and if they lash out or act impulsively, you may be able to recognize that as their inner child coming out and react accordingly. Likewise, you may notice if they have an inner child that's just desperately wanting to come out and play and it can't. And you may be able to sort of bring it out in others by suggesting, you know, hey, let's go to the park or let's do whatever. So there can be a lot of benefits to tapping into that part of yourself. It's part of your subconscious. It's not going to go away, nor do you probably want it to go away because that is the eyes wide open, enthusiastic, innocent person that you were um, at some point in your life. Now, if the inner child was wounded, then it's important to help it process and help that inner child heal. But once that inner child is healed, it can become that wide-eyed inner child again. Some people 
because their trauma was so ongoing and so extensive, they really never had that childhood that they wanted or that they feel they deserved. And quite honestly, I think they deserved. And that sucks. It really does. However, once that inner child has healed from their trauma and processed that trauma, then as the adult, you can start letting that inner child come out some. You can go get ice cream sometimes if you want to. Nurture that inner child and try to help it feel validated even in your adult body. Everybody has an inner child. Getting to know your inner child can help you better understand some of your behaviors or just improve your ability to nurture all aspects of yourself. If your inner child is wounded and scared, it's going to be important to help it feel securely attached and reparent it to help it feel safe. That means you're going to need to consistently kind of check in with it. Let it know that you're there. You're going to need to respond when that inner child starts feeling afraid. You're going to need to respond and help it identify its emotions, learn how to tolerate distress, and figure out how to problem solve. You're going to have to validate when that inner child is feeling scared. Even if it is adult, even if as an adult, you don't feel threatened or you can see that objectively you shouldn't feel threatened in this moment. If that inner child feels threatened, you've got to remember that that inner child is seeing it through the eyes of a five-year-old, not of a 35-year-old. Validate that, you know, there's a part of you that feels scared. There's a it's bringing up stuff from your past and then figure out how to effectively respond to that. And help your inner child feel safe by doing this. By acknowledging it, by identifying when you start feeling those feelings come up or those impulses come up, by acknowledging it, then that inner child can develop the skills that it didn't develop the first time through and you can feel more whole, more integrated, and more at peace.